killed it. It is Friday. We are back. Ingrid's back. We got a new promo right now. I haven't seen it yet. Let's go. I th oh, here she comes. It's time for video check-in. Don't hit the lights. What is wrong with you? To my left, co-host, chickenista, chicken expert, Kristen. Today is going to be an awesome show. Look at goosebumps. Coyotes are everywhere. What's going on, Kristen? Oh, I was just getting my uh, chicken poop necklace. Uh, can I get some oh, Someone's already pooped. Ingrid's like doing her job. Ask and you may receive. Ingrid is on it. Don't blame it on me. Oxygen is the solution to foul load. Oh, oh, I just felt it on my back. It's warm and, and oh god. I knew I was gonna have serious problems that like the coop remained that much better than the house forever. <laughs> the coop is beautiful, by the way. I, I'm not trying to plug your products, but I mean, please do. Let's but... Give me, give me a makeup kit. You know, I'll, I'll be nice and pretty for the crows. Oh, so let's pull out another chicken. This is like a magic trick. Up to one o'clock already. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we have a new Ingrid. Memo. I know a lot of people who do raise rabbits alongside their chickens. Why would you wait till the last minute to pull out your homework? Have we met before? Yep, that's a good one with the, with the court and everything. This falls right off and he regrows <laughs> a new one the following spring. Calm like, down, Matt. Calm down. <laughs> Why? This is a really interesting show. Oh, 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 it's, see? Yeah. My, uh, my fault. I love it, Cindy. You just earned yourself a shirt. I love that. <laughs> yes, Matt, you are right. I had no idea what to expect when we opened up that box. And this is why we love what we do. That's my goal, is to really bring people together through chickens. The power of chickens. So <laughs> well, that was very nice. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. You did that? I did. Wow. Uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken Live. Hopefully we are live. I see 29 people. It looks like everything's working. Yes, that was Ingrid you just heard. She's back. And what you guys don't know is she almost didn't make it today, but she, for you guys, decided, you know what? I'm coming in. It had nothing to do with my guilt trips, I'm sure. But uh, Ingrid, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I know uh, you got a lot going on at home. Um, we, you know, thoughts and prayers and everything for you. You'll get through it. It'll, it'll all work out. No matter what it is, um, so we're just thankful you're here. Yep, I'm here. Uh, Kristen, hi. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. What did you think of that promo? That was very nice. Yeah, I think we might just need to tweak the audio a little bit, but here's the thing about that promo. One, that was funny. Yeah. I was just reminded how awesome this show is. Yeah. We have had a lot of great guests, and speaking of guests, we got a guest today um, from, it's Coker... Feed Mills, that's the proper name. Uh, so we have a guest today. We're going to be talking about feed. I can't wait because that is a hot topic in the world of chickens. Uh, but we have had a lot of great guests, a lot of good content. A lot of fun. All that is real. Yeah. None of that is fake. Good. You didn't bring a chicken today. Not. Well, so there's gonna be, I, I'm regretting that. There's going to be right no now. feces, no raw feces on the uh, table well, today. And I bring it in bags when I don't bring the chicken. <laughs> Um, and I don't have my mouse. Non, if the mouse is finally charged, please bring that in because this is going to drive me nuts and I have my mouse. And I'll be honest with you guys. I have, so James, this is what you want to hear when you walk into work in the morning. When an employee comes up to you, looks you dead in the eye, goes, permission to piss you off? <laughs> now, James doesn't First know. thing in the morning, James? James? Oh, yeah. James doesn't know me, which is good. Now, North Carolina, Matt, did well. Um, and maybe that was his way of breaking the ice. And I am upset if what he said is true. 
And I'm not sure if we're going to bring that up before um, our 1215 interview today with Lawrence from Coker Feed Mill um, or to start into it. But I, I'm worried once we get into it, I won't be done in time by 1215. But let's just say. <laughs> Is this the Matt's rant section of the of the show? Possibly, possibly. So I've got something to get off my chest, is it, what it's you in, say. It's in regards to a <laughs> video that we just published recently uh -huh. where we went out to um, Jenny Simpson's? Simpson. Jenny mm -hmm. Simpson's uh, nursery. I thought it was an amazing video. I thought we did an amazing job. And what is wrong with people? Why is it so hard? Thank you, Nan. Why is it happy birthday to Nan? I mean, we are two days late, but uh, it is. No nope. birthday month. I knew this wasn't the mouse. This is not the right mouse. It's I'd... the decoy. <laughs> Anyways, something uh, for you to handle. Uh, if anyone ha you... if anyone hasn't seen the last Carolina Coops video, I've been on top of these videos. Oh, did I just stop you in your tracks? Look at that look. Uh, uh, Ingrid, have you seen it? Uh oh. <laughs> Already. We've been busy working five, for you. Five, part of the job is watching the videos, the content, looking at the comments, listening, learning. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I had my head in pictures for Chewy and this promo. Yeah, right? we're, we're working. really been what Sorry. I've been doing. So Chewy, it's 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 gotten real. It's mm -hmm. gotten real when Chewy sends you the stickers that go on all the boxes. Those are some expensive stickers. Do they say Chewy on them? Yes. Oh. Yes. I've never ordered from Chewy. I don't know. You know, I order from Chewy. It seems like every day. I've never seen these stickers. So I don't know what these stickers because are for. Because when you order from Chewy. Into the mic. Into the mic. When you order from Chewy, it comes in a Chewy box. Yes. But because we're drop shipping, it's coming in a Carolina Coops box. So they want people to know it's coming from Chewy. Like it's a Chewy that they ordered on Chewy. Territorial pissings. Yep. Right after my own heart. I mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, yeah. So, yes, Ingrid, I know I've heard Chewy makes Amazon look like a, a, a daycare apparently but chewy is a great if you guys don't order from them and they're not getting we're not getting paid for the record we don't get paid for anything we say no we really don't we, this is all for <laughs> you guys i love chewy i love the convenience i love their customer service the variety and i love the fact that their head vet came to us and said and went to her marketing team at chewy and said you got to get carolina coops on here but man it's been over a, process, a year yeah. it, just to get that going uh so hopefully that's going to be here soon because the whole idea is one Obviously, you want to grow the business. I want to make sure everyone knows about Carolina Coops and be able to offer our products at an incredible price for everyone. But it is very difficult. So WP Dinkins said they saw the video and loved it. So what's the problem with the video? Okay, so thank you. You know what? It, it's I'm, We're going to get into it after the interview today oh, okay. with Lawrence from Coker Mill because I, I, I'll i be cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't believe what James tells me i don't believe anything people tell me until i see it with my own eyes i if what he's saying is true that there is negative comments directed to me what they don't oh, like your clothes i don't know your what, haircut what what's going here's on here's what makes me mad is i feel like if there's ever a time they should be mad at me in a video is from 10 years ago here we are spending so much money and time and just learning and studying to make the best videos for our customers to learn from. And here we went out and plugged a customer of ours, plugged their business, loved their business. She was great. You guys really didn't see it? I saw some of it. I, just I saw the, the, the short. Oh, 
people oh, are always going to be sour about something. Maybe. So what, if they, what was the comment? Maybe the Make better we get, they're just jealous. Because you know how people Actually, are. Actually, the more followers, the more listeners, the more comments. Yeah, a certain percentage of those are going to be negative. Yeah, so we're going to get into that. And, of course, you know what I want. I want to bring those people on the show. Come on. Uh, come don't on. give them attention. Then they're going to pretend to be upset just to have their. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Anyways, all right, so guys, if you're just joining us, I don't have my mouse. 57 people, all right, so we're getting up there. 1215, we're going to be bringing in Lawrence from Coker Feed Mill. He's the director of mill operations, so he must be a big dog over there. He's the one caught in the middle. When you say op director of operations, you're probably the middle guy. Uh, and middle management is one of the hardest positions to ever have in a business. I'm not sure if you guys have ever had it. But when you're getting hammered from both sides, you got the owners, the presidents, whatever, and you got the employees. I remember middle management. You oh. need a director of operations. Yeah. I've been saying You need that some for middle years. management here. Yeah. We don't have a director of operations? No. It no. is a good title. You do need a one. A DOM. Mm. Totally need I one. thought Evan was kind of no, he no. he's not he, he has, doesn't want to He has general manager on his email. Yeah. So next week, next week guys, I tell you if you are listening to us right now and you're on the fence about buying a chicken coop and you call us next week or whatever, we got to figure out a solution who's going to be answer the phones, but I'm locking everyone in a room. You are not leaving for an entire week. There'll be a bucket in the corner if you got to go to the bathroom. I'm not kidding. Okay, I'm kidding on that part. Um, we got a lot of stuff to hammer out, like titles. I never knew how important figuring out titles were for people. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we're going to get into that. Let's go ahead and bring Lawrence. Lawrence is, um, down, is right here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Do I got that correct? You do got that correct. All right, so we're going to bring Lawrence from so, Coker Feed Mill, director of mill dirty. operations from Goldsboro, North Carolina. So this is a local company, and I tell you, I've had you guys a lot. Yeah, just hit it. We'll get it. You got to you got to unlock it. It even even gives you a cheat. It gives you a cheat to um there you there go. He is. How you doing Hello. today, Lawrence? Hi everyone. Hi. So nice this to is, meet you here in the digital universe. Yes, <laughs> nice nice to meet you. So this is Lawrence Butler from Coker Feed Mill. He's a director of mill operations. Did I say that correct? You are in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Yes, Goldsboro, okay. North Carolina. It's no. um uh, what is there to say about Goldsboro, North Carolina? Well, where well, is Coker Feed Mill of well, course. Where is Goldsboro? Because I have no clue. Are we east, west, east. central? Yeah, we're we're about an hour or so east of y'all. Yeah, an hour east of Raleigh, I should say. We're most well known for being near the Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, Wayne County. So you're east, uh, eastern, eastern yeah. North Carolina. So the big question is that a lot of people don't know unless you're from North Carolina, and I don't get this. I'll never understand why you guys can't get the what what barbecue really is. But mm. here in North Carolina, barbecue is a noun, not a verb. But is it true? Is it the the white vinegar based barbecue sauce? Is that the big thing in Eastern North Carolina? Uh, yes. And uh, so here's where I I gotta look over my shoulder before <laughs> I say this so much. Uh, <laughs> You know, sometimes people do things because that's the way their parents and their grandparents did it and, and they're used to it. And I got to tell you, I lived in Texas for five years and the barbecue there is just way better. <gasps> he's, I like he's saucy looking... brisket. I said what I said. Oh, uh, brisket's my I favorite. I like saucy brisket and I'm yeah. proud. I like awesome. saucy brisket. Yes, uh, thank you. So, and, and, nice too. Everyone likes yes. to, to pick a pig in their backyard here out in the country. So yeah, I tell you, I've never seen so much fighting over a sauce 
There is only one type of sauce, and oh, that's you'd a tomato get right red base sauce. Yeah, you'd get right because in on that Because you don't bite. dip meat in vinegar? That is so weird. And then again, barbecue. I'm sorry. Barbecue is a verb, not a noun. Okay, and, and but there's that. So, guys, we have Lawrence, and today we're going to be talking about feed. This is a hot topic, and there are things that I want to share my experience with a feed mill that I had up in New York. And, you know, people are always asking about feed, especially, what, is it two years ago now that there was this huge conspiracy theory that it was actually this winter that it was it was this it was this past winter yes that um <laughs> the feed that you that feed mills like perina right they're really in the targets yes um that supposedly they're designing their food so chickens stop laying eggs so i imagine you guys probably got asked a lot about that so there's gonna be a lot of fun oh, stuff yeah that- did, uh, did your business uh increase during that time it did. I, I'd say, I guess every, we're, we're fortunate to be growing year over year. It sounds yeah. like Carolina Coops is also, yeah. but definitely this last winter, we fielded more calls out of the blue. It was kind of a daily thing with new folks reaching out, wanting a lot of information and kind of for the first time in their, um, in their career, their time or their lives as chicken owners, kind of looking up and looking around and realizing there was, there's a whole wide world out there with a variety yeah. of feed solutions and mills and things more so than whatever is happens to be just down the road at Walmart or tractor supply. So we loved having that opportunity. A lot of times we're getting calls from folks that weren't in the state. It wasn't about making sales or anything, but it was about uh, educating folks how they can provide better nutrition for their birds. So it was, uh, it was so real t- watershed. And that let's, was- let's yeah. dive right into that. Okay. Most people, and I'm still guilty of it, I go right to the local box store out of convenience and I buy stuff that looks like this. I don't know what we got in front of us. Um, Kristen brought in feed today because uh, of convenience. But when I had my farm up in New York that I missed desperately, I discovered a local feed mill and that was game changing. So, Lawrence, tell us why why should someone um, change from buying feed in pellet form or whatever from a local box store to an actual local granary? Sure. I think there, there are different considerations. And, and the first one you mentioned is, uh, is a very fair one. Convenience is a, big, is a big factor. How much time do you have and what's your budget and where can you get it? And availability from local feed mills is very inconsistent nationally or, or locally. Mm-hmm. If you happen to have some local options, that's great. And you're probably fortunate and perhaps in the minority of people to have that to choose from. If you are able to get it though, uh, if you're able to find local milling options, that generally means you're gonna be purchasing feed products that are sourced from local farms, so local grains and seeds that are coming in fresh, that's gonna be more palatable, that's going to be more nutritious. And you're usually gonna end up saving money on that end of it as well, because there are so f- uh, so far fewer transactions that each added transaction cost when you're talking about bringing in uh, grain from farther away that has to be more processed, that has to have a longer shelf life, that goes through a series of uh, depots and warehouses to kind of make it to the, the sales floor there for you. Uh, I, I furthermore like, I think local feed mills do a good job of uh, having greater transparency with what's actually in their products. And, uh, mm. and you have a better um, idea of what's in the bag and knowing that the nutritional guarantees, the analysis on the back of the bag is going to match up directly with what's inside of it. Uh, and typically, I think you can find that those numbers are going to be higher, better guarantees, better nutrition. And if the feed mill is doing its thing right, uh, we believe it should also be for a better price as well. This is one of these situations where kind of shopping local and shopping fresh actually also saves you money. And wow. sometimes you don't get to do all of that together, but it can that, be a real slam dunk. If you got that's it. a that's yeah. a statement you don't hear a lot because typically when you shop local and you're getting fresher, you're going to pay more. But that is something right. that I learned, and I don't remember the name of the mill that I used up in New York, and that's not important, but I think the 
most mm-hmm. likely the, the the idea was the same. It was more cost effective, mm-hmm. better quality. And here's my favorite part. And here's what I would love to know if Coker does this. And Ingrid, whenever you're ready, I would love to bring up the website because mm-hmm. here's the other thing. Yes, we're a chicken show and ducks and geese, turkeys. But you guys supply feed for all kinds of animals. I love the colors of the website, by the way. Um, they delivered it. I loved, and I bought a lot. You know, we had the goats and the pigs and whatnot and the turkeys and the chickens. I loved that they were able to deliver it. And the other thing that I would love to touch on is it was all solid grain. And because of that, you could ferment it. Can can we touch on that a little bit? If, if you know, yeah, we'll focus on Coker Feed Mill, your local. Let's start with how far out do you guys deliver right now? Sure. Uh, this is one of our, that's one of our limiting factors. And it's a little bit of an existential tussle we have mm-hmm. on an annual basis, but we only deliver up to about 150 miles from where we are in Goldsboro right now. We have a, a reseller network uh, throughout that area, throughout North Carolina. Some folks are a little farther than 150 and some people come pick up. We got folks that drive from like Matthews, North Carolina. They drive like eight hours to come pick up every two weeks. But we really emphasize that local radius of service. Um, because it exists comfortably within uh, where we we still we can kind of have point to point relationships in that area. We know all of our resellers by name. We know them face to face. We're able to to give them the sort of support that they can pass on to their customers. And we're also able to uh, to make sure that all of our our commitment to freshness with our feed is going to be followed through on uh, followed through on. Excuse me. Um, with the with quick turnaround times, we can keep lower floor stock. We can do uh, be more flexible for our resellers when they want to be purchasing products when they can receive it. So um, our our feed mill, for example, we don't put more than three days worth of feed on the floor at any one time. We're rotating it through it that that quickly with our oh, resellers. So wow. we're, we're kind of not quite making it to order, but we really emphasize local quick turnaround and emphasize that freshness of it. Yeah, that's that a does lot limit of- how far we can go though. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this then. I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's a local granary. It's not possible for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what, how, how possible is it for people in this country? Like if we have viewers right now um, listening in, let's say San Francisco, California, it's one of our hot spots for chicken coops. Is it possible for, I mean, would it, are there granaries out there or is it because you're limited maybe because you mentioned, you know, you're, you're sourcing the grain from local farmers. You go out to, especially Northern California, if I remember correctly, there's nothing but citrus and maybe some nuts or whatever. You're driving through the valley. It, um, is it possible for people to out the source local granary feed for their animals? I think most states, California, I think, has a, a good number of them. Each state kind of has its own agricultural regulations, that sort of thing, too. There's North Carolina has a pretty good number of independent feed mills in it. You go north to Virginia, there are very few, I think, different kind of set of regulations there for, for relatively the same sort of climate and um, you know demographics. Uh, you head farther west there, There's uh, the, the landscape just sort of changes. So a place like North Dakota or South Dakota, of course, has enormous agribusiness setups mm-hmm. there, but you don't see as many independent feed mills. It's already kind of oriented towards different things have more to do with, say, um, uh, finishing beef or you know, larger, uh, larger integrated milling, that sort of thing, which is that's probably the dominant sort of milling you're going to find. Integrated feed mills that contract directly with large farms. That's what produces most of the meat you see in grocery stores or uh, you're getting at restaurants, that sort of thing. But that is the big challenge for small feed mills, I think, is having a diversified supply for their grains, for their commodities, or being able to process it themselves if they can't. But uh, a lot of it has to do with logistical management there on your supply side of your commodities. 
and what you can get regionally available. All right, so let, let's let's dive into the feed here. I mean, now, now, Kristen, tell me what you got here. Explain to me what's going on. Cause I just I see some notes. I see you brought some stuff for show and tell. Um, is this all Coker? No. Okay. No, it's tell not. us tell us what's in front of us right well, now. Well, I wanted to say that what uh, I don't know last year maybe for your birthday, yes. Ingrid, I gave Ingrid the um, Crazy Eight mix. A 50 pound bag because who you know it's her birthday yeah, she she 50, here's a who, birthday who gift. ever thought a 50 pound bag of, of grain yeah i loved it that was like the i thought that was the greatest gift i loved it and it was a gift for lawrence because now i just go and seek out their stuff because i, I yes really like thank it. you Kristen. And ingrid. You're so welcome. when you got it ingrid were you like oh, i'm gonna open it right now yes i did i opened it I shared it with my girls. One for you, one for me. Okay, so, um, oh, so you got Ingrid uh, Are you last taste year. It? Uh, no, now if Ethan was here, he would. I'm sure this is all edible and this and that. But the thing, you know, the question we get a lot from people. I would definitely eat the grains over the pellets. Right, like what do I feed my chickens? People become crazy about it. And what I am hearing is, and this makes perfect sense, if you're able to source out local grains mm -hmm. for your, in this case, chickens or your other livestock, it's going to be fresh because it's fresher. It's going to be more nutrient rich. Yes. Am I saying that correctly? Um, which is only going to be better for your animals, and especially if you're collecting eggs, it's going to be better for you. Um, versus, you know, is this from that? That's the budget stuff, and. I switched to Coker. I, I was always buying the Crazy Eight. The grain mix is wonderful. There's like eight different grains. Is that right? Is that how it gets the name? Yeah, like technically grains and seeds, but yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Well, 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 hold on. Pause. Pause. What's oh, the shoot. difference? I'm sure there's a disclaimer on there. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. What's the difference between grain and seed? I thought they were the same. Uh, sure. I, I guess the the grain would be something. Uh, a grain is more of a composite that's still got the bran, whole fiber, and so forth. So the main distinction with milling would be what we're referring to as seeds there would be oil seeds like flax and sunflower that are in that mix. And then mm -hmm. the grains would be your barley, wheat, corn, sorghum, oats that are, um, well, also in there. So cereal grains is kind of what folks are referring to when they say grains versus seeds. It's it's mostly semantic, but some guys will be sticklers. We'll definitely okay. have guys probably they'll be like, look, I counted. You only got five grains, buddy. And <laughs> okay, good. I was just saying, that's going to happen. Right. We, we, we definitely got to get it right. I tell you, what, what, when he just rambled off that, what, what, what popped in your head for a second? I know it has Yummy. To. No. <laughs> the best card playing game called Pit. Oh, oh, we we, yes, we yes. should change it to these different types of seeds. Okay, so there is a difference between a seed and a grain. But aren't they all going to, if you plant it, sprout? I guess that's what I always thought a seed was. Yes. I think um, what, what they're usually referring to, the difference there between seeds and grain, there's seeds from a nutritional standpoint. Seeds are going to be supplying more in terms of protein and fats, and grains are going to be supplying starch or carbohydrates is the, okay. the primary um, – I guess the, the primary value add there. Of course, fat's also an energy source like starches and carbs are, but grains are going to supply that in the form of uh, simple carbohydrates more so. And depending on the animal and the formulation, there's there's kind of a, a balancing act. That's that's the ratio uh, that you're working on as a formulator here. That's now, yeah, my, my local uh, feed store, and I love to buy local, independent, not the big box store, but my local feed store has, and that's why I had to leave early the other day because they close at six. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Matt. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I was I was buying these like cheap pellets, and I noticed there were like so, I, and 
I don't know what it was, but there were a lot of like white flecks in there that were pretty chunky. And I was like, these look like plastic. Like, I don't know if that's even possible to have plastic in your pellets. But anyhow, I, uh, my local <laughs> feed store started carrying the pellets from Coker. So I, and that was about the same price. So I was like, I'm going to switch to this and I might be imagining it, but I swear that they eat less. Right. Cause they may not have to eat as much. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. Lawrence, uh, I, yeah. You mentioned earlier that. And look how much better it looks. That even the pellets. You, and then you have the whole grain stuff too. You mentioned earlier that by buying from a local granary, what it says on the bag is most likely very accurate what you're getting inside the bag. And right. that is a common topic and things that, you know, we often talk about. Are you really getting, in this case, you think you might be buying plastic. Um, why is that? I mean, what happens from buying more of the store-bought type food that there might be some inaccuracy there versus a local granary? Sure. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. We do like the long version or the short version here. Well, <laughs> but we, I think we, yeah, go the... Well, part of our, our philosophy, at least as a, as a textured feed mill here, is we try and preserve whole grains in our rations as much as possible or mildly processed grains, so cracked corn, crimped oats, and so forth, versus um, powderizing or granulating all of it and then repelletizing it. So the bag of pellets you have, that still is made probably of a combination of ground corn, wheat, or wheat byproducts, and then some sort of soybean or other protein source that, you know, it originated with different ag commodities and was then ground up and pelletized. Uh, the issue is what else is also in the pellet potentially and a lot of mm -hmm. times when you see national um you know large-scale nationally produced products like that they're they're sourced from a variety of places they usually are made with what's called a, a lowest cost formulation so they're still bound by whatever guarantees are on the bag 16 percent protein 70 percent protein three percent calcium etc but whatever ingredients they can use to hit those numbers and save the most they can or maximize profitability is the way that they're, they, they almost have to be set up to do so. If, we're, if they're talking about, they're having to purchase and produce on a national scale, they don't have the same benefits that small mills do to be able to pick and choose uh, where are we sourcing these specific ingredients from? We're testing these ingredients and uh, we don't do lowest cost formulating. We just adjust our, um, we, excuse me, uh, we always hit the same guarantees. And if that means our price has to go up 10 or 20 cent because soybeans are more expensive this month or something like that, then our, our customers are there, are there for it with us. They see on the, on, the, um, on the production side of their birds, they see the nutritional output there. They see what that contributes to. Um, so with, with pellets there, you'll notice in some of our blends there, there are still pellets present along with the grains and seeds. We just use what are called, or what we refer to as single ingredient pellets. So Part of our mission is that, uh, part, or fulfilling our mission means you should be able to look at a bag of our feed, or at least, and if not you, someone who uh, is familiar with all the stuff can, can independently identify every single thing that's in there. Mm -hmm. So when you look on an ingredient list on the back of the bag and you see the different peas and seeds and beans and everything listed out, you say, yep, there's that one, there's that one. You can kind of do a roll call with what's in your feed ration and you know all, all of it is and accounted for. Some ingredients we still pelletize because it makes it much easier to ingest. You know, too many loose minerals or loose vitamins is going to kind of sift to the bottom of the, the feed trough and you're going to yeah. lose it. So some of that we, we keep together. Um, but the less you're pelletizing, the less you have to use, say, things like lignin sulfate to bind those pellets together so they don't turn into powder. A lot of times the binders that are used for pellets are not necessarily digestible in and of themselves. So they're, they're called non-nutritive additives. For that matter, um, you won't see on, on any of the backs of our packages or our products or a lot of other local meals, I think, you won't see lots of something-something byproducts, uh, processed grain byproducts, roughage products, plant protein products, things like that that are kind of um, 
it's a little nebulous what they're referring to. What that provides is a, a cover for this could be soy-based protein. It could be coming from legumes or it could be coming from something like um, uh, DDGs or um, other byproducts from, say, corn processing. When they make corn gluten feed or corn gluten meal, things that come from ethanol plants. Now, technically, those are all uh, protein sources. We call them protein byproducts. They're high in naturally occurring crude protein, which is to say combustible nitrogen. That does not translate necessarily to usable protein for your birds to turn into good eggs or ah, good meat. This is where we emphasize. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, one way you can look at this when you kind of get get familiar with the, the code as it is on the back is not only what's your crude protein number, what are the guaranteed amino acids that are underneath that number, and do they correspond as they should to where that actual protein number is? So if you say you see a a twenty percent poultry mix, an all flock formula or something that's got 20% protein, that's that's a good number to hit. If you notice, huh, my ingredients say an awful lot of things about plant protein byproducts or grain byproducts. And then you notice that say the lysine rating on that 20% protein is hanging around at 0.7 or 0.8. That means there's very little usable protein in that formula. Even though it's technically legal, it's all above oh. board and at its minimums, that's not going to translate to a thriving, healthy bird, at least not. Yeah, you're, you're just wasting money. You're buying crap oh. at the end of the day. And this is what I realized yeah. even with like dog food. When I was starting to learn about the barf diet, bones and raw food. It might cost you a little bit more up front. But what I'm hearing is it's just like that, where when you buy dog food, there's so much crap in it that the dog never uh, digests, never absorbs. They're just crapping it out. You're paying for crap. You know what I yeah. mean? So that makes sense, Kristen, when you're saying, I think they're eating less. So again, in, in, in most cases, again, you would think this would cost more. I love that it does, unless someone wanted to have it shipped. But uh, you're getting, you're not wasting your money, mm -hmm. you know. And I can tell you, I saw it firsthand as a bug guy. It's disgusting. Um, what a lot of these large feed um, pet food manufacturers. I'm talking large, the large ones. I don't want to get arrested now or shot at um, suicided they will get whatever <laughs> they can get to add filler and yeah. it doesn't matter and, and you, you can make the argument that it's it's why let it go to waste like all the dead deer carcasses all the dead animals from the farms it's like okay why let them go to waste they will boil it down to a dust and you talk about an awful smell um and they use that as a filler and i, I it was gross grossed me out but i don't think i never thought that i had any nutrient value and then the same thing even with the grease they would go to all the restaurants that are throwing out their old grease at least it's not going to waste but i often wondered is that even really good because it's just going into here and it's just it's like the the cheese at mcdonald's supposedly you put that underneath the microscope and you actually do see plastic in it so we have some questions um and i guess i'll just kind of ask so they're asking about protein content so what for a, for a layer feed what do you recommend for a good protein content i know what yours has is 17 percent, mm -hmm. correct yes that's kind of the, the minimum uh that we go for you do see a lot of 16 percent protein layer feeds on the market i think that's probably fine for most birds and uh, what, what I'd also want to know is the larger context in which these animals are, are living. Are they, are they foraging at all somewhat, you know, or is it being supplemented in some way? And if, hmm. if they're in a, a limited, if they got limited space or you're in a colder area, there's just not that much, they're not getting to uh, kind of fulfill their natural forage drives. And you might want to go with a higher protein feed up front, 18, even 20%, uh, just to, to make sure you're covering all your bases there. I, I, we tend to err on the side of a little more. So 16 being the minimum, you'll notice most of our products sit at 17 because yeah. we push it, push it a little bit. And then that kind of accounts for any little bit of waste or any 
uh, you know, sort of minor inefficiencies that come with them digesting that sort of thing. It doesn't hurt to have some extra. We advise not to go below 16, but what I really uh, encourage people to take a look at is we flip that bag over, flip that tag over, and you see your crude protein, take a look at your lysine and your methionine levels and see where those are corresponding to that protein. And I'd say any um, I'm sure someone could dig real hard and maybe find an exception here to, to throw in my face, but any, any 16, 17, 18% protein feed that has lysine that's less than 0 0.8, 0 0.85 probably has protein byproducts as the primary protein sources in that feed, which means you're, as far as your birds and their ability to metabolize that protein, you're not getting a genuine 17 or 18%, anything like that. Uh, so you'll notice here the, the whole grain layer, that's a 17%, that's 0.9 lysine. That looks really good. And if you scroll down a little bit there on our ingredient list, we'll see soybean meal is the first ingredient. That's the highest plant-based protein source that's available. Some folks don't like soy as a protein source for other reasons, but as far as a direct protein source, it's one that's high. It's very highly concentrated in lysine. So we're looking good there. I see, oh, my ingredient mm -hmm. soybean meal comes first. That corresponds to good-looking amino acids up top. This seems like a pretty trustworthy feed. Why, why would someone not like soy as a protein? Um, I think uh, there is some, some folks have hesitation about soy having higher concentration of certain uh, hormones in it, um, that uh, there's, there's a worry that it might have other effects on um, or human health, you know, if consumed in too large of quantities. Some folks are allergic to it as, all, uh, as well. Hmm. Soy is kind of a rough plant. It's hard to digest. In fact, soy out of the field is totally inedible. It has to be either chemi uh, chemically treated or heat treated to break down these sort of protein end cases on it that prohibit it from being digested at all. So it's it's kind of a rough customer, but it's a truly remarkable plant. If you can unlock there, then you've got soys anywhere from 44 to 48% protein, the fats usable, even the holes inside of the soy pods are highly digestible fiber. We use them in some of our equine and livestock products. They're extremely digestible fiber versus say, something that's indigestible fiber that's made mostly out of lignin, like uh, peanut holes or something that you see in a lot of kind of cheaper commodity livestock feeds. So yeah, cause the reason we like I, soy, but uh, it, it is some folks like to go the soy, the soy free round. I Sorry, know ahead, our, our farm up in New York where we, well, upstate New York, a lot of people think when you say New York, you think the city, but 99% of the state is actually agricultural for right. the most part. And we're surrounded by soy. And my neighbor that has Angus farm, he farms thousands of acres of the land and they grow soy a lot. And I would ask them why soy. And they said, that's one of the most heat tolerant plants. Hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. Is it the demand for the product or is it the environmental potential condition to have a good yield of material versus they, you know, you, you look at the farmer's almanac and they're going to take a chance on like, may not be a good year to grow corn or you got to rotate your crop or whatever. I just, I didn't know all that about soy. I just thought, wow, what a great product it should be. You know, cause I'm, I'm very naive. I don't know. Uh, yeah. because it doesn't just go brown and dry in, in the summertime. It always just stayed green. So that's very interesting. Let me ask you this, Lawrence. And again, any questions you guys have out there, if you're just joining us, we have Lawrence Butler from Coker Feed Mill. He's in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Today we're talking about just the benefits. And I didn't know about this, and I hope we're teaching you guys a lot of things, that it is possible to get online and go look for a local granary. And here we have Coker Feed um, over in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and there's huge benefits in uh, the material, in the food that you can feed your animals. Um, Lawrence. Yes, sir. It was last year. It was last year when everyone's like, well, there's something wrong with this chicken feed. They stopped mm -hmm. laying eggs. Your opinion. And you're allowed to speak freely here, I promise. I'm not, but you can. Um, <laughs> was there any truth to that? What are your thoughts about all that? 
so the reason that happened is because we were personally going around and sabotaging all of the big box stores. <laughs> the, the sales. I knew and it. It took a lot of work. It took most of the winter. But we did it. We did it. Um, no, it's uh, actually we we had some we got a lot of calls about it. I think there I think a number of contributing factors all kind of. Uh, coalesced together. One being from 2020 onward, I think there was, we saw a big spike in sort of backyard chicken farming when folks were home that remember that fateful March, the March that last, yes. lasted forever. Uh -huh. uh, that March onward, our poultry sales increased significantly. A lot of people were kind of, I think, becoming increasingly thoughtful about what could I do to feed myself? You know, grocery stores are running out of eggs and mm -hmm. And not just 2020, since then we've had the avian flu come through a couple of times. Like the, the poultry, the large national poultry market has been through the ringer over the last few years, which means a lot of folks were looking at what they could do themselves. And uh, so I don't know how to not make this pun. The chickens came home to roost a couple of years <laughs> later when you had a lot of, um, I think there was a lot of new ownership. Some folks that maybe weren't always used to the up and down production cycles that a lot of hens go through as they mature and they, they kind of take break. Just like if you're and really any aspect of agriculture, sometimes you got to let the fields lie fallow for a little while to regenerate. Um, I don't think we got a lot of calls from folks specifically that thought it was, you know, certain national brands were maybe doing something to sabotage their feed. And uh, behind the scenes, I maybe shouldn't say this, we were thinking they didn't sabotage it. It's just not very good. It was bad the year before, and it's probably not going to be very good the year after because it's low-cost formulations made mostly with byproducts, which doesn't mean it's lethal for your birds or anything. It's just not that nutrient-dense, and you're probably overpaying for what you're getting. Sometimes that's the only option. You know, you can find ways to supplement it. Right. Um, but if will you give me, give me your trust to do a screen share with you real quick? Because uh, this was an interesting piece of information about the um, about what was going on last winter, and I, Wait, I didn't ever you, hear this getting you talked have our, about. Actually. Yeah, you, you can share your screen. You whatever. have our trust, but uh, we're just wondering how to do that. Do you like. know how well, to do that? Well, no. If he just shares his... a button here, I can try. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. So, so uh, this is last winter, coming off of in North Carolina. It was a really brutal summer for us in 2022. Let, let us know. Nothing's up yet. Nothing's changed. So let us know. Okay. Because this so, is the first time make... we've been asked. Oh, yeah. oh, I see it. Okay. Yes. All right. Do I, Bro, make him I, solo? I don't know if you all anecdotally. Anyway, okay. I'll so share go this. solo. Got, Just um... click on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. There, there you it go. Is. Okay. Hey, right, look at in. look at the technology these days. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know we could do that. Cool. Uh, so the, what I'm looking at right now, if that's what you all are, are yes. looking yes. at also, is a map that kind of looks like the United States was on fire last year. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, states of the country that were in drought as of February of last winter. And um, it's pretty bad. You see coastal to central North Carolina, down through Florida, up Texas in a really rough way through California. I mean, most of the United States uh, had a low watershed and it actually had for the last couple of years. And, um, you know, so it's improving in California and in some other places here. Uh, I think, uh, don't know if we need to share there. Um, what we noticed though, is we were getting a lot of calls from, or, or I saw both in the national news, a lot of folks that were in Texas, they were in California, New Mexico, um, up and up through the, the coastal regions were having these complaints. So this is kind of just my observation. This is not, not official. I don't have a lot of hard data to back this up, but this is just, this is Lawrence uh, sharing a beer with y'all. 
Um, the United States had been in a state of drought for a few years. And I think the fact that a lot of folks were buying mediocre chicken feed, just they weren't actually noticing how mediocre it was because their birds were naturally supplementing with what they could find to forage. The watershed had just dropped to critically low levels by last winter, which meant the number of bugs and seeds that are naturally occurring in your lawn, in your grass, in your bushes, everywhere else was also super low. Like the, um, this is something that in the larger natural world, there's a lot of other concern about these things going on with the, the natural life cycles of things that would normally exist within your chicken's diet wasn't there to supplement the crappy feed that you were buying from tractor supply or wherever else. And it became readily apparent. And I think this, I'm hoping this winter is going to be better because this summer has been pretty good for North Carolina in terms of water flow. California is doing better. I don't know about Texas, but I think California might actually be out of drought for like the first time in eight years or something and, and Arizona as well. So maybe that bodes well for um, for a hmm. lot of folks, but that was an, an aspect I didn't see spoken about very much that huh. um, what, no, that, what that, maybe that... disappeared was the natural supplementation we didn't realize was there. Chickens, they forage constantly, even if you give them good food, right? They're always looking yeah. for it. And if there wasn't much there for them to get, especially by wintertime, there's just nothing left in the grass, man. There's nothing for them to find to, to be pulling. So. Yeah, that, that, that is a great point and yeah, definitely raises some more questions. Um, Lawrence, we got about another five more minutes. If, if you could, please, I see there's a lot of questions. Yeah. So Ingrid, if you can help hammer yeah, so through some, some of these questions, real some quick. people were, were asking about the feed for chicks or starter feed. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys do? Cause I know you do that as well. And I just want to mention too, before he leaves is that, um, the feed is packaged under Carolina pride, at least for the, the chicken feed, there's different, um, names that the, that the feed is packaged under. So if you are trying to look, you, you know, you're not going to say, oh, cook or feed mill. I mean, maybe people will know that's where this is coming from. Oh. But like, so they sell it. And good when point. we buy it, we when Chris yeah, and I good. buy it, we buy it as Carolina Pride. Okay, good. That's a good point to bring yeah. up. And then um, you have other um, yeah. feed uh, yeah, let's go right to please go right to their website. Share their website. Yeah, there's so like, much good stuff on here, and I think this will help people because again, we want to really educate the the customer yeah. on, uh, especially the ones that are not here in North Carolina. But I imagine all the, the other grain. I keep calling it a grainery. Hopefully, I'm not using the wrong word. That's what I call the one in New York. And again, it was fantastic, and it was a lot of the same benefits of you know what you're getting locally. There was actually a savings. I love that they delivered. But yeah, so this is Carolina Pride, right? And so he has. You do have um, you have our laying mat mash, and you have Pride Start and Grow. You we have yes. <laughs> all flock. Um, so t talk to us about what what you do for the the starter feed, the chick feed. For chicks, sure. We have uh, two two main options. One is an eighteen percent protein medicated chick starter, and that's a that's a crumble that's got amprolium in there or, or cord, basically helps prevention of coccidia. And then we've got a twenty two percent all flock start to finish. That's also a chick starter. Just it can be mm. a complete life cycle feed depending on your breed of bird. If you're raising meat birds, you just basically keep them on it until it's uh, until it's time to cook out and uh, those are that's what we offer there the, the medicated and the non-medicated those options the um the start and grow being a crumble is kind of an exception product for us because it's one of the few that we do not make on site here because it's medicated although amprolium technically doesn't doesn't count as medication but we also make um a number of other products here on site that uh that would be at risk to other medications cross-contaminating some horse feeds mm -hmm. and so forth so we essentially have that product made off-site by another company that we have a great relationship with and then we bring it in here for those folks that want a medicated option for those that do not or maybe they're feeding larger breed birds or they're feeding game birds quail ducks geese and so forth 
uh, we have the all flock, which is um, extremely popular for that reason. It's kind of, uh, it's very versatile. It covers just about anything. We have folks that mix that with some chili pepper and start their heritage breeds turkeys on it. And they, mm. they do really well on that feed. They can, uh, they can thrive there. <laughs> An important point there, just to reinforce what we were saying earlier about protein, you may notice a 22% all flock a little lower than what some turkey starters are recommended on. Uh, but if you look at the amino acid profile on that feed, you can see it's far more robust than what you'd see on something else that's rated at 24 or 26, sometimes even a 28% protein feed that has a lot more byproducts in it. So ah. this formula is just extremely nutrient dense. It's got a lot of digestive aids. It's highly fortified. And so we have a lot of folks that uh, can kind of use it as a one solution for all with their uh, the various uh, stages of poultry, various breeds that they're trying to raise uh, on their farms. And that's you know, it's kind of where you can add convenience there as well as uh, high output with your feed regimen. I would say to your initial question, Ingrid, sorry, um, I wouldn't go lower than 18% with chicks for starters. They've, they've got very tiny stomachs. They need protein to grow quickly. So try and maximize it. 18 is about as, as low as we'd go there. wouldn't recommend going less what, than what, what is your bestseller? Did you say? Yeah. the well, Actually, I haven't. Sorry. It's um, our best-selling product is one called Carolina Pride Game Bird. And we scratch our heads about it sometimes because we wonder if it's just in this really pretty purple bag. The feed is gorgeous. And it's one that I kind of want to like put it on yogurt. But I think the reason it sells so well is because it's got a very nice price point. It's um, extremely versatile. It's got enough robust protein. It holds up well for layers. It's extremely clean. It's highly palatable. It does great for birds, uh, show birds. You're kind of wanting to grow out nice plumage, have glossy, lustrous feathers. Mm. You probably have great hair if you ate it too, uh, or if we humans <laughs> ate it. Thank you. Um, so it's uh, it, it appeals to North Carolina has really a, a strong kind of tradition, a community of folks that that raise show birds. So heritage breeds birds from tiny English game bantams to uh, I can't remember what they're called. These really fancy <laughs> Japanese roosters that have like six foot long tail feathers. They're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of communities, you know, that I, I that uh, that are have a tight network and they use these sort of select feeds for them. Then there's a lot of other folks that they like something like the game bird because you can really tell what's in it. The birds go crazy for it. And all you got to do is supplement it with a little extra calcium or something. And bam, you've got a fantastic layer feed that costs anywhere from 16 to 20 bucks a bag. And you're, mm -hmm. you're in great shape. That's that's what we use for our flocks and your roosters can take to it too. You don't have to worry about a calcium overload for your, um, your non egg layers. Uh, Lawrence, real quick. One other thing mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet that I am so confused about All is right. fermenting. I have been told it's one of the best things you can do, but you can only do it if you have a whole grain or a cracked grain type feed versus pellets. Uh, can you talk to us please about fermenting? Should you, should you not, if you do, this is what you should do, not do. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, if you're able to, if you've kind of got the time and the space for it, it's, it's really advantageous. It improves the digestibility, arguably the palatability of the feed. Uh, and what for most folks, what it involves is um, just soaking the feed or at least moistening it intermittently over a period of days to let the feed start to break down naturally um, with uh, hopefully what you want to what you're doing when you ferment it is you're fostering a a beneficial microbial breakdown of that feed before the birds actually start to eat it. And it's also soaking up a lot of water. So it helps, it kind of reduces your feed rate because you're getting more water fill there. You're hydrating your birds. And then what they're eating is that much easier to be digested. Hmm. And that's the you, idea behind it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, do you have anything that's pure grain without the pellets that you could do that with? Or is the, it okay um, to ferment the pellets? 
you can you can ferment the pellets as okay. well. I think. I mean, there's you might have a, a little a more mixed, loss there. It's, a mix with pellets. You wouldn't want to ferment all right, pellets, right? But there's right? Um, I probably wouldn't. There's yeah. a few pellets. I think he said that was mostly something the like the crazy eight that you mentioned. Yeah, it does yeah. have yeah. exactly those. That pellet's there to supply the um that that crazy eight feed is fully fortified, so it's got probiotics, digestive enzymes, yeast cultures, all that's in the feed. Since we kind of presume not everyone's able to ferment, that's why we put that full gut health package in there anyway. So you're, you're good to go if you're not able to. If you wanted to, yeah, the pellets will just, it's not so much that they're going to um, go rancid on you in that amount of time, they're just going to fall apart. So you're, yeah. oh, okay. you're kind of, um, um, you know. Oh, that's good to know. People are asking um, about online, online mm -hmm. sales. Would that be something that Coker Mill, Hooker Feed Mill is looking into? Or are you or, or just going to? Yeah, they're going to call Carolina Coops. This is so easy. We could ship this to people there all over go. the country, yeah. and I guarantee they'll still. Yeah, oh, my God. I mean, we're already doing it now with the hemp. Yeah, and we're the, sending and out 1,000, 2,000-pound pallets, so 50-pound bag of feed on there is nothing. And to take advantage of the part of being able to ship from East Coast to West Coast where the customer sees the value, it's in numbers. And we have worked our butts yeah. off. Thank you to our customers that have supported us all the years buying the hemp and then buying the straw, buying all the things that's helped. I mean, even last week we were in a heated conversation yeah, with our shipping company, UPS, which is a great company. I do love them. Um, just making sure we're being, they're giving us the best price so we can give our customers yeah. the best price. We could right. ship this all over with no problem, but it is heavier, 50 pounds. It's starting to push it a little bit, but I know there are customers. Oh, and other, other, um, bags are 40 pounds so let's make sure we price compare oh, appropriately yeah 40 yeah, pounds apples, is, apples is absolutely yeah. so doable these are still 50. i would absolutely love because here's been our other dream and this is actually so close to our uh, viewers customers that are local is our uh, our service that we're going to offer where we'll hand deliver your hemp and i always want to to deliver the feed that customers can trust. We've done our homework. Here's what we recommend and also have the coop service, the chick mm -hmm. sitting and all that with the coop mobile. I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is something we, Nan and I have talked about for years wanting to offer just because I, I love local business. So I think maybe Lawrence, it was because, um, I don't know if it, I mean I know the logistics obviously of shipping all over the country but also because your stuff is so fresh and we talked about that fresh yeah. being nutrient dense which is why you don't cast such a wide net it is that is a part of it thank you Ingrid and there what we're what we're open to kind of exploring down the road would be kind of point-to-point -point sales um, what is hard for us to facilitate though elsewise is what we want to avoid would be national shipping that's going to involve our products having to be warehoused for undisclosed mm. or uncontrolled amounts of time because yeah. um, an, an important thing to keep in mind especially when you you buy the feed because it's fresh you buy it because it's got these great protein sources highly fortified vitamins and minerals your protein and your vitamins start degenerating the longer they sit in those bags and that's right. that's just the way of it those are organic compounds that are not going to last forever your minerals will last forever that's rocks you know you're good there mm -hmm. the calcium in that feed will still be four percent five million years from now but the vitamins <laughs> and minerals will be gone they'll be long gone in fact after so about be, three months or so it starts depreciating pretty quickly right so yeah. potentially it's counterconductive. i mean you're going to be wasting your money not well, getting the uh, nutrients a lot then. of a lot of customers uh around these times have asked me what would you suggest for stockpiling food um for your chickens uh that was when we had some supply chain issues and such uh, and i recommended the whole grain 
from like you guys over mm-hmm. pellets because I thought it might last longer if you it had does. a situation. Okay, and I was wondering if I was right. Yeah, or there's I was... sort of a trade up there. So pellets are highly processed, um, which means there's uh, they normally they would they would they would denigrate or even go bad faster, which typically means a lot more preservatives are added to prevent that from happening. The, there's also a trade off there. You know, preservatives keep it from spoiling, but how much preservatives do you want in your digestive tract? Yeah, uh, yeah. is you know, not, not ideal. So we generally recommend up to, up to about three months, you're in pretty good shape, but beyond okay. there, that's, uh, that's when we come. Oh, three months. So we need to here. get customers on a shipping subscription. Yeah. I mean, it's all that. Okay. Let me ask this then. And then well, either that or you need more chicken. Okay. Let me, let me ask this <laughs> yeah, because yeah. here's the other thing that comes up a lot when we're talking about shelf life, if you will. And again, going back to my bug days, uh, I'm waiting for Ingrid to cue the, uh, anyways. Uh, okay. So I was trying there. <laughs> um, SBI, stored product insect. Okay. One of my favorite topics because I, okay. Yes. When you're a bug guy, you love grossing out people. All grain. All flour, all food, all this stuff that's in these large mills and food processing plants, a lot of people don't realize there's eggs in it from whether it's Indian moth larva to flower beetles, confused beetles to to weevils and and large. I mean, there's all kinds of bugs in there. We used to have to go in and fumigate it. And what the fumigation does, that sounds scary, but it's actually very effective because it penetrates everywhere. And then once it dissipates, it's harmless. It's to kill the whatever the SPI might be. Now, when it comes to chicken feed, okay, and I, and I don't know how old this ba- how old is this bag? I just bought that. Okay, which this one here? Yeah, and I just bought that. They're okay. fresh. Okay, so if you have feed sitting around, and we used to do this as an exterminator, those bugs, as I say, they don't lie to you. You can tell if you start seeing Indian meal, Indian meal, Indian meal moth larva or flower beetles or things like that. It's been around potentially a little bit longer, but when it comes to chicken feed, I thought of that as a benefit because there are more bugs. But I don't know if I'm wrong with that. Now that we're talking about losing the nutrient value, that oh, um, well, th- yeah, and that's what got me kind of thinking about this. <laughs> that's because it was in my shed. That's why. <laughs> are we wrong about that? Saying okay, wait a minute, no, no, Matt, just because you got um, Indian meal moth larvae squirming around in there. It's 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 not better because now you got extra protein or extra food yeah, so in there for the chickens. You're saying that if you see the 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 insects that it's been sitting all that is time. a good well, that makes sense that if you have insects in there it's a sign it's been sitting right mm-hmm. but the chickens don't care if anything no. I think they'd be it's like it's like that when we used to get the toy at the bottom of the cereal box when we were kids that's what <laughs> I figured the chickens I, you've been telling yeah. me this for years so when I, I have a bug following my food I think about that and I go ahead and eat it so Lawrence because <laughs> it's with, already been in with there. that I mean would it be a sign that it's been sitting around too long and that it maybe lost its nutrient value? Or is it like, no, they're chickens, dude. Let them eat it. They're, they eat bugs anyways. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's sort of like a sliding scale. So it doesn't mean once the bugs appear that the feed is just bereft of nutritional value. It, it is probably a sign it's been sitting undisturbed for a goodly while. The, there's no reason not to eat the bugs. Yeah, the chickens will do what comes natural and they'll be glad for it. It does mean, though, there's, there's kind of a trade-off. So bugs themselves are an excellent source of protein and fat. You know, I wish there was a way we could just put make 50 pound bags of bugs and, and some companies actually do use insect proteins as a source mm-hmm. we're, we're not able to at our facility because of some of the other things we do here um, but it does mean if those bugs are hatching then they are also detracting nutritionally from the feed because of what they're consuming so you've and you know every time you're transferring one form of nutrition to another there's going to be some loss because at this point you know, entropy is part of our it's one of the universals we have to live with wow. 
so it's still you're getting diminishing returns there, even though it does like if you see the bugs, that doesn't mean you got to throw the feed out. I always right. discourage folks from doing that. That's just a yeah. waste. Yeah, exactly. Do what they want to do. Sure, keep it there. And I'll I'll add this too. I would be even more wary. If I pulled over a bag of feed and I saw that it was a year old and I opened it up and there are no bugs inside, exactly. I would not eat that feed. Absolutely <laughs> it, 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 exactly. So, you know, wow. Um, I also I want to admit, I'm sorry, Kristen. I also oh, just, mentioned I, that I just didn't think like, about either one of those. You have, things. you know, goat feed and which is also Carolina Pride. You also have another um, brand name that you sell under the Calvat. Oh, Thank you. Um, there's uh, Carolina Pride is our product line for all of our poultry and all of our livestock. And then Amber Grains is our product for the equine uh, equine line. Those are the ones we what we mill here in North Carolina. We also vend some other uh, products. We partner with a couple of companies. We're kind of selective snooty boots about who we partner with for our uh, for our vendors, both for our ingre pellet ingredients, but also who we retail for. Another one is Kalmbach Feeds. They're in Ohio, and I'll, I'll give them a quick plug. We've worked with a lot of uh, big bigger companies, pretty much all the national brands, regional brands. Kalmbach's the only one that we've found has a corporate integrity that really matches up. Like their ethos and their production is through and through what they say it is. And we, we feel good about associating our brand and our name with them and, and vice versa. So for those of you that are far away from us or up in the, in the Midwest, they're based in Ohio and you can find their stuff online. Also, they, they do a lot more pelletizing than we do, but they do have some kind of whole grain options as well. Uh, they might be worth checking out. What was right. the they're name again? They're definitely worth checking out. Kalmbach Feeds. Oh, yeah, we've Kalmbach. seen it. Yeah, yeah. You've seen I it. did yeah. see that locally. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to mention it for people that um, oh, yeah. aren't able to get that. It was very expensive. It's, well, yeah, it, it depends. Uh, like is, Lawrence uh, and I were talking about some places that you can go buy it, and it's like where Chris and I buy it at Hudson's, it's a good price. Um, Urban Chicken also carries their layer feed, um, that feed, but there's a fancy place in Durham that, you, that Lawrence was saying that, you know, they might just like mark it up much more. So it depends oh, okay. on what, so, yeah, you know, the price you're getting. We don't have an MSRP or, or anything. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I was talking about the, the K brand. So uh, yeah. stuff is, Got yeah. and that's, that's kind yeah. of for the same reason. Our, um, our feeds in, in North Carolina are extremely competitive. If we yeah. were to sell them in California, you know, they'd probably cost that much more just because of the logistics of getting them there. Yeah. And there's probably some, taxes or something i'm gonna have to pay registration <laughs> fees it is a bit of a to-do to to get there especially ag products you've got to be registered by state so we had a question if there was any concerns i know you have to go at one but are there any concerns for birds to have higher protein percentages uh, there is a concern beyond a point. It can be damaging to their kidneys and their internal components, but you've really got to be pretty up there before I'd worry about it, like 30% or higher. So it's it's very rare that I would say you're actually in the danger zone of that, that a bird is going to be getting that excess of protein. Uh, and that not only that, but like, keep in mind here, this is that sort of damage that can occur if the bird has a dietary intake that's that high in protein and they're sustained for a lengthy period of time. You know, a bird can gorge themselves for a period of days even, and they're, they're gonna be totally fine. If all of your birds are getting is like, if you're giving them beef tartare for, <laughs> for a month, then that, you know, also why I would like your beef tartare. Um, that wouldn't be good for them. No, you wouldn't want to sustain at that level. They just, they can't process it, but more so it's just kind of a waste of money than it's um, right. a health risk at that level. And uh, another I would question. Say, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. keep going, I, I ramble too much. Um, another question. Another question was if is corn desirable or not in layer feed. I like corn. Um, it's and the reason 
the reason why corn is prevalent in layer feed is because it is the most nutrient dense grain known to man at this point in time. As far as cereal grains go, the calories per pound of corn is higher than any other grain, higher than milo, barley, oats, all of which other good grains. And we use a variety of them. We like to have grain coming from a variety of sources, uh, you know, a diversification there. But there is a good reason why corn is like foundational grain, because it is the most nutrient dense of any one grain. And the per bushel or the bushel per acre yield of corn is also higher than any other grain. It's been modified and grown to, to be so. So um, the reason why I think that I don't, I don't knock corn, I mean, it's, it's starchy, but it's not. Sometimes folks look at it as just like being filler or just being a treat, and it's not. Chickens actually have a high energy output. To, to be chickens is to burn a lot of calories, right? They're, they're little velociraptors running around there. They burn mm -hmm. energy while they're foraging, and corn it supplies energy. You just don't want to only feed them corn. You've got to also supply vitamins, minerals, protein, water and so forth, all the other things they need. Right. Uh, corn and soy are often commonly associated as being kind of negative crops, I think, because they're they're foremost on the in the kind of GMO wars that are going on right now to GMO or not to GMO. And corn and soy have been heavily modified because they're used so exclusively in, in big ag industries with integrated milling for, you know, the large hog, poultry and beef farms. Corn and soy feature heavily. Uh, and so there's a lot of folks have opinions about uh, to what extent that was that was good or healthier if there's any risk posed there. But we do use corn in, in most of our poultry formulations. We don't use it in our, our horse formulations because it is dietarily appropriate for chickens that don't need a higher fiber diet. Um, and it, it supplies a lot of calories uh, in a cost-effective way. So that's a okay. uh, sense there. Do we want to talk about GMOs for a minute? Has anyone asked about that? That's they a, did ask about well, well, yeah. organic stuff. I didn't dare. Wow. Yeah. As long as it's not me. As long as it's not me. Please, <laughs> what the hell? Go for it. Sure. Um, or did you have a specific question, Ingrid? Well, or, so, somebody or asked about. No, so somebody asked about the organic feed, and I know you and I talked about that in the pre-interview about organic and non-GMO. So you can just speak about it because I thought sure. you had some good insight. I think. Um, well, there you can, a lot of folks can kind of come to that uh, that conversation or argument from from different ways as far as what they're concerned about. I think one of the predominant concerns is the presence of. Uh, glyphosate chemicals on the crops that are used mm -hmm. either as herbicides or desiccants. If you want to avoid glyphosates entirely because there is, glyphosates are a carcinogen. Uh, the question is whether or not that carries over to the finished product of the crop and whether that still is going to translate to your animal and then to humans you know, who are consuming the, the animal products. Uh, there is not hard evidence that it does that right now at this point in time, but it still is a worrisome thing to, you know, like, ah, it, it's an uncomfortable idea, nonetheless, no doubt. I still buy certain organic produce when I'm at the grocery store, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm able or fortunate enough to, to do so. If you want to avoid glyphosates, organics are the way to go. That's legitimate. A certified organic crop will not have glyphosate chemicals on it. It does have other herbicides and other pesticides on it that are organic in origin. So these would be naturally occurring things. Usually they're fungal based to keep the bugs and the other, um, the other, keep the insects down, keep the weeds down, that sort of thing. I do want to point out real quick, if you're trying to decide between uh, what would be called conventional or all natural crop and non-GMO, Non-GMO crops are also still sprayed with glyphosates, typically. You're not avoiding glyphosates if you go the non-GMO route. They're typically sprayed with glyphosates before harvest as a desiccant. They're not sprayed with glyphosates up front because it would kill the seeds. The genetic modification that we're referring to with corn or soy makes those seeds resistant to glyphosate themselves so that that can be sprayed once the seeds are planted and it'll kill all the other weeds and then the seeds of the corn or soy will still grow. 
non-GMO crops don't have that resistance, so they can't be sprayed initially. They are sprayed, however, towards harvest time to kill the crop and desiccate it so that it dries more rapidly and can be harvested. You can't put grain in a bin if it's got high moisture level, it'll spoil and go rancid on you. So non-GMO crops still typically do have glyphosate present. In fact, you could argue there actually is a higher, um, a higher risk posed because it's happening towards the end of that crop's life cycle. Whether or not you want to associate risk with that, I just um, that's that's a common misconception. We like to kind of clear up there. If you if you are um, if that's what you're trying to pay the extra amount of money for, you may not necessarily be avoiding the risk. But organic is pretty pretty legit. Okay. That's interesting. So, is there anything you want to leave us with, um, so we can let you get on with your day? <laughs> so we kept mm. you here. Oh gosh, I should have prepared um, a <laughs> a closing a closing statement. Cl- Do you have chickens? I do have chickens. Yeah, I don't have as many as I <gasps> used to. That's a lot of points. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I have that's more a lot. chickens. I used to have some I am Samanis. They were beautiful. And I had some golden comets and some Fleurmil Duclays. No. And um, hawks eat most of them over the. Yeah, no like silkies, the though. Notice he didn't say anything about silkies. Yeah, Matt no has a silky right aversion. Yeah, we've done ducks and had some turkeys. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to play around with. Love to watch them. Uh, you know, chickens are endless entertainment. They keep our yard healthy, they keep pests down, they keep us in fresh eggs. Um, how about I'll say this, uh, and I don't know why I just thought of it, except because a customer asked me this morning, they said, can I get some marigold extract to make my eggs healthier? I don't know if this has ever come up or um, marigold extract is a common, it produces a dye called lutein that sometimes is added to chicken feed because it makes the yolks look extra rich and orange. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just realized, huh, maybe this should be set out loud. Just because your egg yolk is colored orange does not mean that it's nutritionally different at all than if it's mm. natural orange. Or yeah, he just there. blew my mind when he just said that. I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was so dark gold yellow because it's a fresh egg and hasn't lost its nutrient yeah. value. But there are potential. Well, that's, f- that's true, but you can cheat, I guess, is what I'm. I you know, didn't can tell a good I mean, what if we yeah. come to that we're cheating on yolk color is what <laughs> no, just went through my head. I, I was like, I can't, I can't, exca- I can't win anywhere anymore. Yeah, I've got one chicken with very pale yolks and I'm, I have to say I'm very disappointed in her. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm feeling a little yeah. guilty. Um, Lawrence, what are you not eating? Lawrence, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you for what you do out there, making sure that the feed that uh, your customers are buying from yes. you are wholesome and healthy and, and, and a great value. I just think that's absolutely awesome. Hopefully we get to meet face to face one day. Maybe we can do some business. Let's go to Gold Throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's I go think to- maybe I should come to you all, but. Uh... Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that, that, that is. I, I Bring do some prefer, feed with yeah, you. I do prefer that. We'll let you in yeah. the door. All right. Very good. Lawrence. Well, it's been okay. an absolute pleasure. Thank you all for the platform and for the service you give to all of your customers and to, right. to society you. at large as we all get a little more educated and a little closer to the food we make. Let's keep our hands in the earth. Thank you all. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Yeah, thank you, thank sir. you. Thank you, Lawrence. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, snooty boots. Yeah, I, a snooty booty, I think he said. Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. that. I think that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> snooty booty. <laughs> that's what I hoped for by having a expert on talking really about interesting. the ingredients in the feed. You know, guys, I mean, they're not paying us. It's not that I'm trying to promote Coker feed mill but what i want to promote and share is just getting a chance to have a platform you can come to to hear from an expert um and i like when they explain it and then you can take that information and hopefully have that much healthier and better of a flock but also know what you're buying and who you're buying from you know yeah now i feel really guilty for buying the cheap stuff as you should well which i mostly mostly quit doing all right um yeah and i wanted to say too that i was gonna buy 
black soldier fly larva this summer, but I let accidentally let the uh, this grain sit out in the rain. It got rained on, and there my black soldier fly larva came. Yeah. Well, same so, thing happened here. Yeah. 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 So it was it was great for that. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we are going to continue on. As I said in the beginning of the show, uh, James, our social media guy, which I hope you guys are enjoying all the social media he's putting out there every day, uh, came to me this morning and, and asked me, do I have permission to piss you off? And I was like, that's something I've never been asked before. Yeah. Usually I just piss you off. <laughs> yeah. So I have no clue. I have no clue. So James, go ahead. What I know it has something to do with the YouTube video, which I'm very proud of. I thought we did a great job. I thought we did a great service going out to a customer's house, promoting her business and absolutely. It was a nursery, right? It was a nursery. Yeah. Creekside. Uh, Creekside nursery outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Absolutely beautiful, great people, family-owned business. She did such a good job on the video, but I have zero clue right now how one human being could have a problem with it. Well, uh, you know, it's tough because we, we got there, and, man, it was it was stunning, right? And I think that's where the confusion might be. Basically what they said is, wow, uh, Matt seems very unprepared for this interview, and I don't know if I'll be buying from Carolina Coops, and shouldn't he have brought, like, a water system for her and all this other stuff? Like, if you're going to use her as advertisement, you know? I and, don't even uh, understand that. That's what I mean. Can yeah. we bring it up? Can we bring up our YouTube page? Why don't you bring that up, if you could, please, please Ingrid? stand by. Stand by. Because <laughs> it's those comments that they— You were unprepared? Okay, one, I am never unprepared. Actually, I have, if, if the viewers have to know, you like going off the cuff. Yes. If you are too prepared, sorry. It's, it's okay. a way of life for him. Yeah. Like this show. I mean, I like off the cuff, the real deal. And, you know, we- I think being too prepared makes you- nervous it doesn't make me nervous it makes it fake yeah i hate fake. it's like you know when we did you know some of the reality shows i would tell them i said stop telling me what to say it's awful it's the worst all right so what i'm referring to is that's it right here chicken coop tour magical coopscaping perfection so great title i'm not sure who came up with that i'm assuming paul yeah but and it's been doing really well we have 217 thumbs up which i really really appreciate um, I would love to see these. Okay, here you go. All right, share the screen. Share the screen. Hang on a second. No, share it now. We love the American Coop right by Carolina Coop. You're Coops. never going to get your mouse back with that attitude. It's right <laughs> under man. Jenny. It's right under Creekside Nurseries comments. I think replies. if anybody okay. could imagine, yeah. Matt was that kid. Oh, Do it God. now. <laughs> now, my way. Are we there yet? Oh, oh my God. gosh. I mean, it's I, this. I'm just dumbfounded because I was so proud of this customer. I love, you know, when an entrepreneur, when as an entrepreneur, and you get to meet another entrepreneur, it's just, it's, we have that in common. There's those great, wonderful conversations and things you have in common. Mm -hmm. And here we are. She's not paying us. I mean, she's a customer, which I really appreciate. We went to her, and I wanted to show off what I thought she did was such a great job. Yeah, we didn't, this wasn't like a free coop or yeah. anything. She was a paying customer. Um, and and then I, there she is. Okay, Gardening with Creekside. Thank you so much for coming to visit us. Our girls are happy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, show me. Show me. Let's read so this. So here, Peep Show wow. Chicken says. Oh, here we go. Peep, slow down. One, Peep Show Chickens. What the hell is a Peep Show Chicken? Uh, I don't know. 
Can I, can I go chickens? on? But I'm super disappointed Matt didn't surprise you with a complimentary water and food setup when he was using. <sighs> Breathe. Work to Breathe. What was the last thing? How can I say this? I brought one. I brought one, so I was prepared. Her husband made his own water system. So who am I to go in and be like, oh, you suck. Here's a, here's a, here's one. Oh, he, he made his own? Yes, and oh, I thought yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah. And here I'm sharing what they did. Hmm. Not always trying to promote what we do. Do you want to hear the rest of the No, I'm getting comment? there. Hold, oh, okay. oh, it goes on? Yeah, there's a oh, couple yeah, of dude. things. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Hold on. I need a second. Simmer down, Matt. Simmer down. <laughs> He's using your work to advertise. No, actually, they were getting an advertisement. Yeah. Is this person? This is our listen, video. I hope the one Pete that went Show out there. Chicken, if you are watching right now, call us. Explain yourself. He's using your work to advertise. I know I'm sharing her work. Yeah. Her expertise. This is our video. I set this up. <laughs> Ooh, am I wrong to be mad? No, you're no. not. This pisses me off. And Wait, but you know what? I but, hope but, I'm getting there. But don't blow your you know what. I am not. I'm good. North Carolina. North Carolina <laughs> Matt. North Carolina Matt. Because we work There's so hard. So hard. Making to avoid Good. Okay. Especially when his company delayed your installation. Did we even delay her installation? It See, just says delaying installation by failing to ship out essential parts. Oh my God. Did, did that happen? Okay. Wait, here, we didn't install that one. Exactly. No. And what people don't understand, and this just happened again recently. We won. Yes, we worked so hard getting coops out as fast as possible. Okay. Are we going to be perfect? No. But I guarantee you, every person out there, every customer, if we ever did forget something or, or whatever the case may be, we made it right immediately. Okay? Um, so I, I don't know what where this is coming from at all. And there are things that customers do have to do so we don't get delayed, like getting in their layouts and getting in the deposits, things like that, which is not a big deal. And what do I say all the time? We want customers, don't stress over it. Just, you know, get us your information. We're not here to try to be pushy, right? Right. Okay, you guys can talk. So, it, yeah, so you want so, to hear the rest of the comments? I'm yeah. getting there. Well, you're honestly, not. the I don't want to keep the screen up if you're going to. Honestly, the lack of quality control in the coop you received and the lame answer to your moisture problem in your run would cause Bumblefoot and the girls. Which could cause bumblefoot. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. I, actually, it'd be the opposite. I no, feel, I and the think... obvious lack of homework Matt did to interview convinced me to not buy from Carolina Coops. Okay, you were never gonna buy from Carolina Coops. Okay, to begin <laughs> You're with. You're on the blacklist. Um, super excited about buying from Creekside Nursery, as you should be. Mm -hmm. This just tells me someone has no understanding of everything no why are you scrolling up i wasn't oh, I was, done yet oh okay. i am i'm just getting started no listen that was the rest of the comment there okay uh, okay i don't on. think moisture causes bumblefoot no it's a staph infection again yeah. again so From that goes to show you mm -hmm. the the i hate to use the word ignorant because people love it oh you're ignorant no she's um, wrong and there were two things and what didn't make the cut on the video is us talking about the gutter yes 
If you have moisture issues around the base of your structure, gutters are your first immediate go-to. And then the other thing is that people don't really understand is all that's going on around the entire property with runoff. And there are times, and she even said it, we know about French drains. There are times you have to put in French drains. So lame answer. My God. And she, they run a nursery. She knows about French drains. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I really question. That was it? That was the only one? I mean, yeah. Someone was like, no more jokes, please. Who made jokes? I'm not making jokes. I I was confused too, Matt. I I didn't understand half of this stuff. I just just have to believe as our channel continues to grow, thank you. And how close? How many more people until we hit 20,000? Followers on Instagram. Oh, man, it's like 160. We're getting close. What do we yeah. got to do? Can we not offer someone the 20,000th no, follower? It's, no, it's we're not doing that again. Stop. <sighs> no. Anyways, no. Um, as our channel continues to grow, and thank you to all our subscribers, the people that click that notification bell so that when Video Chicken Live, for example, goes live, you know about it. But, man. Thank you, though, all the other people that understand it. Give us a thumbs up. Understand where we're coming from and everything we do. Lame answer. Give me a break. I'm going to have to check out this Creekside Nursery. Do you want to go? I I would love to. Oh, you've already been there. You know, it's absolute. Was that supposed to be a joke? Ingrid, do you want to go? Was that supposed to be a joke? I I didn't get it. Um, Yeah, did you bring me back a plant? Hold on. Bring that back up. Were there comments to that comment? No. 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 See, exactly. We're moving on. All right, fine. Move on. Sorry oh, yeah. about that, Ingrid. Last week, I told I told uh, James that uh, he has immunity during the show. He can say anything he wants to Matt and not get fired. Yeah, but I can't be that mean. I mean, that guy just—I feel like he has something personal against you. Well, now you're assu- now you just got in trouble. You're assuming it's a guy. We oh, don't know sorry. who it was. That person, and I feel like there's something more to it. That just—I mean, whatever. Yeah. So, well, we we have dealt with this before. Remember, yeah. let's think of all the negative comments on the Duck Dipper in Virginia, the Michigan Coop. It's like, oh, you know, the, the bigger the oh, bill. million dollar eggs. Yeah. And uh. that, like, or these people don't know anything about yeah. having dogs. Yeah. And, and you know, people and I get mean. Yes. They're like keyboard warriors. Yeah. They get They're mean. They're just jealous. Yeah. I do want to say, Ingrid, I don't know. So I think you might have missed the show. This little thing, a lot of people have called in and said, Matt, where do we get that? If you missed it, go check out, was it last week? Oh, the bracelet. Yeah, and I, I even went around to some of our employees. Maybe we should do a video on that. Maybe we should do a TikTok. Everyone, every single person. We should do it to Ingrid. Do you he's, know what I'm talking about? He's got a magical bracelet. Magical. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Somebody asked. Somebody emailed me about it, and I gave him the I f- information. I found the website. Magical bracelet, and it's immediate how much more flexible you can be, the balance, all the things. So I thought that was interesting. So, yes, there's so a little. you do look more nimble today. We- <laughs> no, it's the new shirts, by the way. Yeah, check out the new Don't Peck On Me shirts. I hope you guys like it. We changed the design. We got the right green, got the yellow, the banana pudding, we should call it. And is this not comfy? Yeah. I tell you yeah. what, we have got a lot of beautiful new shirts in. Um, this is a, yeah. is this the. Definitely tr- softer. Is this the. This is really soft. This is like yeah. the softest, best-fitting shirt we have yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a question. Okay, go ahead. Nancy. Am I bringing it in? I bought a water bar from you, but how the heck do we get the girls to drink from it? We've tried several things, and nothing's working. Stop trying. <laughs> Take the other water away. Take the other water out. Make sure there is no other water, and let them go. And they will drink from it, I guarantee it. Well, what? sometimes if you 
show them. Yes, yeah, that I helps think you too. need to take like the the head chicken. I was getting there. Oh, I was I'm getting sorry. there. But no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, 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 go no. ahead. I'll be back to being no. quiet. <laughs> pretend, not, pretend I'm not here like last week. Oh, we which, missed you. Which was not to say Ingrid already. You guys don't need me. No, it wasn't. The energy was. I don't like that Ingrid's been saying that a lot. I I do like having James input. Yes. So now we have four people. I have noticed James uh, definitely filled in last week for Ingrid, and I was quite surprised his. uh, But he's not. He can't replace Ingrid. Right. But I I do think it is nice to add him to the show, especially to bring in some of the stuff from maybe social media. Anyways, Nancy. if the chickens don't learn to drink from it immediately, and, I, and when I say immediate, and it's typically about 15, 20 minutes, as long as, you've, you, long as you have removed the existing water source that they have learned to use, they yeah. will find it. If they don't, and this is what Ingrid's about to say, go find the one that's in charge. Go find your pecking leader and put that chicken up to the horizontal nipple, take their head, and just push on it, just like you almost would dip a baby... Uh, a baby chick's or beak into the water. It, show it to her. Yeah, once they see it, out. they will drink from it. And and, and and maybe this time of year, wherever you are, if they're free-ranging, maybe they have another water source so they're not as desperate. I have never seen chickens not use our water bar. So hopefully that helps. If you still run into problems, just give us a call because I love a good challenge. Well, I, I noticed because I had to set up shots for... Um, product shots mm-hmm. so i had to first i wanted to get them all in the coop so i had to throw mealworms down and then i was pressing on all the on all the nipples to get like the water to come out so they would start drinking on there because i had to you know i didn't have all day to sit there and wait yeah. for them to and they like to do they like to come in randomly or drink at night when the light isn't good so um so yeah showing them how it works and showing them the water that f- comes out they'll immediately go over to it okay so, yeah, but Nancy, if you have any problems, give us a call. And, and yes, Alora, uh, thank you. One of our super fans here. Yes, there's always going to be some grumpy and unhappy people. Yeah. I know. I, and everyone here knows, I, I'm going to kill myself trying to make everyone happy. And I know I got to stop, but I, I really try. So I was just looking down in the corner of the studio. And if you guys aren't sure what this is, you definitely got to go back and watch. It's been over a year. It has to be, right? Yeah, it's a year and a half. This so we're coming up to that 18 yeah. month mark that we talked about. It was about. spring when we did it. So uh, Mackenzie, who uh, is now stationed down here in North Carolina. Thank you, Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie and Kristen, you two showed us how to water glass preserve eggs mm-hmm. with the... Um, Pickle and lime. Pick, yeah. And we got some fresh eggs and they've been sitting in here. Do we have a date? I'm sure Mackenzie's probably listening. She might remember... I would love to know what the date is. It was May. Okay, there she is, right on, right on cue. May of last year. So, how many months have these eggs been? Sixteen. Okay, so not quite yet. How'd you do that math that fast? Twelve plus. Whatever. Um, all right. So, in two more months, we're gonna eat the well. You guys are, um, and see if we get food poisoning because then we have proved. At least it'll be on a Friday. <laughs> we'll ruin our weekend, but we won't miss work. Um. It's, uh, Oh, Nancy says, I'll call in because we've tried what you said. Yeah, please do, because we'll, we'll, I guarantee you we'll figure it out. Well, Stark Sparky Prep said they chased, and um, he put a laser pointer um, on, on <sighs> they get the chickens to, to chase it and then put that on the nipple. And that, that is fantastic. 
I think he Love already it. got a T-shirt. Oh, give him, give him another one. more T-shirts. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. I love it. Who yeah. said that? Sparky, Sparky Prep. Oh, Sparky Prep. Yes. Um, another avid yeah. listener, viewer. Thank you. That was such a good idea. Yeah, Sparky Prep. Uh, get yourself a shirt. Thank you for your input. Okay. Um, All right. So November, we'll have to eat one of those. Thanksgiving. We're gonna yeah. have we're gonna have Thanksgiving eggs, Mackenzie, uh, Kristen, and um, now here's the thing. So 16 weeks. Notice months. if 16 months. Thank you. These if these were sitting in regular water, they would have been floating by now, right? Oh yeah. 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 So totally. I is it safe to assume? That because they're not floating, whatever's yeah, it worked. It works. It's working. I can't wait. So that's coming up. So Stephen Storm said, "Your show inspired me to build a coop for my first retirement project." I wish I could retire. Um, I can <laughs> tell you, after building it, it probably would be cheaper with with time considered to purchase from you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. We do hear that a lot. Again, we didn't pay Stephen Storm to say <laughs> that. We hear that all the time. That's my mission. That is what we do day in and day out is give you the best coop for the best price. And we do this show for the people that want to build their own coop, even if it's going to cost them more and take up time. If it means you get outside, get in the sun, get your hands dirty, have a project, do it. Learn the basics from us to build your own. But yes, if you are like, man, I really need a coop and you think you're going to save money by building it yourself. I, I promise you, you won't, especially if you value your time. Plus, we do the hard stuff, too, that you can buy from us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, speaking of hard stuff, uh, yeah, so the windows are not on the website yet, but they're going to be. We we have been selling quite a few of those um, pre-hung windows. Mm -hmm. That's another very difficult thing about a chicken coop. The nest boxes, uh, another very difficult thing when it comes to the perfect function and look of a chicken coop. And the rollout nest boxes, what have you guys started what? Honestly, I I didn't. I, oh no, this is oh, your yes, doing. Right. I sold the first one, but only as an exception. Uh huh. Look what you've done. Uh, with good habits, people don't need a rollout nest box, and there are limitations, such as you can't use traditional nesting materials. Right. So you have to use something very flat, like just fake carpet, fake grass, yeah, turf, yeah. whatever. The eggs have to roll. Here's the thing, though. Someone recently when we got talking about rollout nest boxes he made an excellent point i never thought about oh. i'm not sure if it's true or not i need your guys help out there um if this is true or not he wants the rollout nest boxes on his chicken coop to potentially reduce broodiness will that or will that not work i'm saying no Ooh, we got to know well, it's, it it might reduce it a little but when they want to be broody they want to be broody yeah i had midge my little Bantam, that uh, old English game Bantam that Kristen, Kristen, yeah, from Kristen. Uh, chicken pusher. Yeah. Um, she's sitting on no eggs all the time. I was kicking her out all the time. And then if someone went in to lay, she would take that egg. But every time I took an egg out from her, kicked her out, she'd be back in there. They don't yeah. need the eggs to be broody. That doesn't. Trigger the hormones. I don't think it does. No. Okay, so intra I just thought it was an it interesting could, point. It could reduce it, Ooh. but it's not going to eliminate it. Wait a minute. It. Are you and Ingrid disagreeing? Do you think it would reduce it? Oh, I, look at I, you. You're, I don't. Maybe I those you got borderline a in politics. Ones. You, I just know. The, I hear some disagreeing right now. Let's establish that. We can disagree. That. I just want to make sure we're agreed that we're disagreeing. Well, she's saying it may. Can't I, and do it. it. I, Can't I, do it. I, it might. I don't, I don't think it would. 
I would because Ooh, I look at I, look at I the only look. know that look at Ingrid's no, beautiful blue great. laser eyes. Look no, at, I going. only know that because and she's got evidence to back it up. What do you got? Well, persistent broodies will be broody no matter what. Right. I mean, they'll but sit on my, rocks my bro- if they want yeah, to. Yeah, all my but broodies. But may reduce. That is the key word I'm using, to I be know. fair. Uh, it could. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a chicken, so yeah. I don't know. We, we but. Just don't Interesting. Know. And if okay. I were a chicken, I'd be a baby. I, would, I wouldn't buy that for that reason. Let's put it that I, I way. I totally agree with that. Okay, yeah. so that's why I said. I the, wouldn't buy one at all. Viewers, customers out there, let us know what you think about Unless, that. Unless maybe also, you have an egg eater. Also, I got another huge question. James, you got to get this out there. We have a major question. We have a topic that came up in last week's show. We need our viewers' help. It's for the new T-shirt. Should it be cluck around and find out or flock around and find out? Which one should it be? That's a tough one, Matt. I know it's a tough one. That's why I need you to do a whatever you do with the social do media. Poll. Do social a poll. Do a poll. Social media yeah. poll. Thank Those you. See, I, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Flock around and find out, or cluck around and find out. That's hard because you got the F or you got the. They're line. both pretty darn good. I hope mm-hmm. the person that gave us that yeah, idea. Yeah, I think cluck. Um, are saying cluck. I say cluck. Yeah, cluck. I I've been going back and forth. Let me know right now what oh, you guys think. Man just said success. I just hang on. Just looked into the out in the coop and the girls are using the bar now. I think they heard that I was upset. See, perfect. Yay. The power of video chicken. Um, thank you for letting us yeah, know. Everyone's that, man. saying cluck on here. Why, why well, keep letting us know. Keep letting yeah, us know. See, we'll do the pool. Why can't we do both? No, pool? do both. Yes. Chime in, chime in. See, that's now watch the audience grow. That's all we gotta do. See, that's really just a strategy. I don't know. I really do want to know. Everyone's saying cluck. Non. Non who is very adamant about what a shirt should say. Non. She must be on the phone. She has not chimed in yet. How about both? I I, I I vote for cluck around to find out because flock, flock around is not a, uh, it's not a verb. And it's not easy to say. Oh, technical. It's not a verb. Where were you guys on that one? I have to take a break. Okay, so. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up. Um, so James, you'll just have to hit the button when we're Wait, ready. Are you ready to, are you finishing? No. Oh, no. Now we got, not. we're going to. Where do you got to go? No. we So cluck, cluck around and find out is actually a lot easier to say. It is a verb, which the other word's a verb. Flock? No. Anyways, but flocking, flocking's a verb, but flock. I don't know. The other thing, guys, I can't wait to show you very soon. We have finally, um, and it's my fault that it took so long, as usual, uh, we're going to be heading out to southern Alabama to do our hawk blocking bird netting job. I get to do what I used to do as an extern. <laughs> you got to see what Bridget just said. I'm sorry. I couldn't hold that one. What about flock <laughs> off? Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, we're going to be going to Alabama, and I'm going to have a excellent video done showing you guys how professionally you could do your own chicken aviary to protect your chickens from daytime aerial predators and it is going to look beautiful and i just can't wait to do that all the materials are coming in i even had to get a pipe bender that's how that's that's how Mm. in depth we're getting yeah we're gonna put arches on top of the uh, gates so that it kind of matches the existing structures and whatnot that's that's pretty exciting that expands people's opportunities for 
Yes, no. and it's really not free ranging. I can't wait to hear what in you guys. Safety. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it because I find it easy. But truth be told, the reason why I was always called on to these jobs is you're a I, nerd. I just it, can, it comes easy to me. It's like wrapping a present. It's the only way I can explain it. But you can make it look real ugly and still have it effective. What we're gonna do is what we always do with like just our chicken coops. It's gonna look beautiful and it's gonna function perfectly. Right, Ingrid? What did I miss? Uh, what about the aviary? That you're coming to Alabama with us to do oh. the aviary. I already have an aviary. I did my own aviary. Yes, and there's going to be another surprise block. tagged along <laughs> with that trip that I, I probably can't talk about, but I can't wait. This is on my bucket list to accomplish. Can't wait for that. So, hmm. um, any other questions? My Silky does the same thing, Ingrid. Yes, yeah, Silkies. Well, Silkies. Oh, by the way, my one Silky is roosting. I don't know how she does it, but she gets up about, I mean... Well, from the floor this high. Probably because it's not a real silky. All right. Um, so are you going to be here next week? Oh, God. So fall's looking scary. I'll be honest with you. It's, <sighs> um, I think non, right? Uh, we should be here next week, but uh, the it's getting. It's, Where are you going? It's that time of year that well, I was saying earlier. If we got to go be the heroes, put out fires, we do it if need be. And I see some ones coming up, and uh, we'll be here next week, though. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, you guys don't need me, Ingrid. Hmm? Yeah, I have a guest. Ooh, ooh, who's ooh, the, oh, who's oh, who's the guest? Who? Wait, no, <laughs> give us a hint. Let's see if we can guess. You're not gonna. It's not someone famous. Call, call. It's well, it's not a crow. I'm work, still working on the crow expert, but this is a raptor expert. So we'll oh. deal with just like you said with the aviary. We're gonna deal with like. Raptors and chickens. Oh, could we have the hawk expert and the crow expert on at the same time to like I go after I'm, each other? <laughs> yeah, crows do chase. What is wrong with hawks. you? <laughs> yeah, so we have somebody from the Carolina Raptor Center. Cool. Oh, that's, so. that's that is good. something I always wanted to do. At least I love when they go out to the airports and they can use. Um, predatorial birds yeah. to get the geese out, pigeons, well, all those things. Pigeons. I, I mean. Hawks are probably the biggest concern for most people yes. when they're buying coops and chickens because mm -hmm. you can fence out and try to get away, get the coyotes and the fox. But the yeah hawks, they that's what most people. And that's what Lawrence, our guest, just said, that he lost a bunch of chickens to a hawk. Right. I want to know, is it true if you have a couple black chickens that the raptors or the hawks will stay away because they think they're a crow? We're going to ask that. Yeah, I can't We're wait. find these things out. All right, guys. Well, we made it. It's Friday. Thank you so much you for being here. want the new music? Here. We got new music. Ooh, yeah, I want some new, new music. Stuff? More new. <laughs> See, that's what we need, Ingrid. Yeah, she... more new stuff, Ingrid. <gasps> that's more what happens when she's gone for so long. Yeah, we get new stuff. We get guests. show prep. <laughs> I mean, talk about someone who does their homework. That's we need right. her. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Later. Did we pay for that music? <laughs> <laughs>